Peyton Locke, President and CEO of Marimaca Copper. We're developing the Marimaca Oxide project in northern Chile. And we've just released uh, what we think is quite a significant resource update for the project. Well, you have 98% increase in m and Not too shabby, but the grades are down. So tell us all about it. Yeah, so the grades are down uh, a little bit. And that's a function, at least somewhat, of using a, a copper price that's, uh, that's higher than the one we used in the 2019 um, resource. Uh, but it's also a reflection in the fact that this pit got significantly bigger as a result of the depth extensions at the bottom, which meant we captured a lot more of the low-grade halo around uh, the deposit. So I think the important things for me are the the um, average grade of the project is still well above the economic cutoff grade, even at $3 a pound copper. We still have that high-grade core of about 50 million tonnes of 0.7%, which is the first five years or so of mine life, uh, which is the pay, all-important payback period. The strip ratio life of mine still sub one-to-one. So all of those fundamental building blocks of what make this project a real standout economically are still there. And the most important thing is, as we were discussing, we've addressed the one real weakness of the project, which was its potential scale. Yeah, you, you've got that. This is what I think you talk about 50,000, 60,000 tonne per year for was it 14 years or so. Life of mine. So you, you, you've definitely addressed that. Is there, is there more to be had? Are we going to get an, another update anytime soon? Or are you focused in on, that, um, on the uh, PEA at the beginning of next year? So we have more drilling that is still to come. And I think I mentioned on one of our previous calls, we were delayed. We have delays with drilling. So we elected to get out an interim resource. The next resource update will be more about converting those remaining sort of 35% inferred tonnes to measured and indicated, which will then form the basis of the definitive feasibility study sometime in 2023. Um, Are we expecting any more? Yeah, we still think that there's room for growth. Uh, is it going to be significant growth like this last resource update? Probably not, but it'll certainly, we're, we're not expecting, there's a, there's some drill results that'll come out that'll sort of probably paint a little bit better picture as to why we're thinking that there'll be some improvement in the, uh, in the resource as we get all of that drilling information in. Right. Okay. So, so I, I want to understand all the variables and, and some of the assumptions that you've made and that we need to make, um, if, if you don't mind. So first of all, you use what price? $4 a pound copper. Which is pretty punchy today, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on which way you look at it. We So the way we came to the conclusion on that uh, number is um, we, we did a benchmarking exercise of all of the resource statements that were put out in 2022 and uh, the second half of 2021. The average price used across the numbers that we had was $3.98 a pound. We then looked at three-year, two-year and one-year moving averages of the copper price and came to the conclusion that you know $4 was reasonable when you compared us against our peers. At the end of the day, the copper price is going to change again before we deliver the definitive feasibility study. And so it is a number that is there designed to allow you to compare as best as possible apples to apples against other resources. So you know, we'll be hoping that the copper price will be higher than that. But I think what I really liked about this is if you look at our 2019 resource, which was run at $3 a pound copper, and you, and you look at this resource on the same cutoff grade, it is a significant step change in mineral resource captured in that same pit. So even at a $3 pit, there is a material change in value that has occurred as a result of, uh, of these drill programs that we put on in 2021 and 2022. Okay, no, no, no I get it. It is, it's, it's, a, it's a material um, move for, for you guys, which is you know everything we've talked about in the past. But I want to talk about something which um, might affect the economics somewhat, which is asset solubility. So 
what again what what assumptions are you making there what what do you know yeah it's a it's an interesting point because it has been raised uh we have heard in the in the market by some other groups uh as as it predisposes to the asset solubility or the asset asset soluble grade of our copper mineralization it looks lower than some of our peers um but i think the difference between us and many of our peers is we have five phases of really detailed metallurgical test work to underpin our metallurgical assumptions and what that has shown and we've said this numerous times is the acid soluble grade of marimacca is a good indication of what your recoveries will be in the green oxide zones i.e. the surficial zones but as you get into the more wad mixed and enriched zones which still have high degrees of oxides it is not a great indicator of what your metallurgical recovery will be Um, and so we put it in there for completeness uh but i think it's important that people look at our um all of our detailed announcements and in particular the phase 5 met announcement which was an incredibly detailed uh, disclosure from the company to show that there are many copper species that don't show up in the acid solubility test that will be recovered when we get into the uh, industrial operations. Okay, and like I said, we we've all talked about as a small project need to demonstrate that it, it can be bigger. You you've done that now. But you you're doing that into quite a tough market at the moment, right? I think everyone agrees the copper about the copper thesis and you know everyone's going to have their own view about copper pricing and so forth. But it's a tough market to put a story like this out. It'd be interesting to see do people give you credit for what you've just done like they they should but will they as another as another matter so in terms of the the strategy that the company may choose to employ going forward what are the variables that you 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 you're looking at that you judge this by because maybe it's big enough now to say well actually we've got to go through these study phases and we've seen some companies say well actually do you know what we're probably going to try and get into production early get some cash flow going quickly and then you know show our route to market as it were or do you keep drilling and trying to you know prove this thing to be you know a, a meaningful large um you know copper project that seems to be the, the way the copper projects um work isn't it yeah i mean this is a debate you and i've had several times we will now turn our attention very much to progressing moving the project forward this is now a project of of you know reasonably significant scale i've always said 50,000 tons is that arbitrary number that ticks you over from being a small project to a project of meaningful scale based on this resource we we will now assess a 50,000 ton a year a 55,000 ton a year and a 60,000 ton production case so we're now a meaningful uh, potential copper project in the global sense uh and yes of course we'll still do grassroots exploration but we'll our focus be exploration probably not and you know you're you're absolutely right the markets are pretty terrible uh you know see Jamie Diamond calling a, a US recession at the end of the year thanks very much uh for us it doesn't make any difference we've got that big investment in from a Cisco we're well funded we can do all the work we want to do and it doesn't change our approach at all we will continue to put our heads down and move the project forward as quickly as we can right and just remind people money's good for you at the moment you you've got enough to do what you want to do to get through the PEA stage yeah we're completely financed to deliver all of our permitting and our definitive feasibility study uh between now and the end of next year um and then it's really thinking about the bigger financing this discussion how do we actually build this project right okay and um and with regards to you know can you shrink that time frame that that we we have discussed on multiple occasions 
or not? I mean, any 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 sense of that, or was it really Dan say, well, actually, depends what the cost of money is, um, depends what the market's doing, we'll make those decisions on the hoof. Well, it's really actually for us down to permitting. And so that's why the focus will be on permitting and getting our permit applications in the system. And so, you know, now that we've got the resource, which is required to define the size of the project that you're going to permit, we can move headlong into the permitting discussions. Um, Interestingly, there are lots of groups that would be willing to finance this and, um, you know, they're more strategic financing partners than they are market financing partners. So I'm not concerned about... You know, you've got to remember there's an absolute dearth of copper assets that can come into production in conceivably in 2025, but almost certainly in 2026 with the right backing. And so the level of interest to support us and become part of that is very high. For us, it's about making sure we progress all of the things we need to to put ourselves into, into position to either need that money. Um, there's no point in raising that money if we're not permitted and ready to build uh, and then having all the other discussions alongside that. So, and, and sorry, I, mean, I do want to touch upon something that we, we, we did discuss last time out, which was, um, you know, co- companies are framing it as ESG. I'm more interested in the social bit because I had a chat um, in the last week with a Peruvian talking about, the, you know, Peru's getting no credit in the market. It's seen as socialist and everything that, you know, um, we should, we should not like, um, in the, but in the context of mining, what it's proven is saying is that, well, socially, the companies that are making headway there are getting on with the business of doing business. They are getting into production, they're getting permits and licenses that they want. Um, and, the, you know, the, those that don't try include, you know, social, the, the kind of social license component or treat it seriously are struggling. And it's the first time I've heard from a, you know, a, a, a Peruvian, rather than us, you know, a lot of this foreign direct investment stuff, it's all done as a very sort of synthetic line in a, in a PowerPoint or a conversation rather than what's the cold, hard reality of doing business on the ground. So are you seeing any change in Chile's um, attitude since the constitution had, has, has been, you know, re- rejected? I know they're going to go again potentially, but... What's the kind of mood on the... Yeah, I think there has been a much more conciliatory approach, particularly around this fiscal regime that's going in. Now, has it it come through on the permitting side remains to be seen. But from our perspective, the way we're approaching it is we're assuming that there's going to be a high degree of focus, particularly on stakeholder engagement and how we engage with the stakeholders as we define them for our project. Now, we're, we're fortunate in we don't have that many stakeholders because of our location. There's no landowners, there's no villages, there's no population, but doesn't mean that there's not stakeholders that we need to engage with. So, you know, I think it's become clear from some of the, uh, you know, permitting pathways that other companies have taken that the real potential area to trip up on is stakeholder management. And so we'll be focused on that um, with a with you know with a high degree of focus as we go into the permitting. Okay, okay. Well, like, 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 just it was really a quickie. Just say um, you know find out from you you know your your thoughts on uh, this rather meaningful <laughs> increase um, on the on the updated MRE, but um, and a sense of what's what, what's happening next. You seem to be like, well, let's just get on with the market. Maybe doing what it's doing, but we've we've got to get on with the business. Exactly. Got to keep progressing it forward. Got to keep moving towards. Uh, the eventual desire to produce first copper. Um, there's no point in sitting on our hands right now. There's plenty that we can be doing to keep marching forward uh, that adds value to uh, our project and the company. What would you say? So, okay, one more before you go. So there's a bunch of companies that just aren't doing that. 
Maybe they, they, they're cash constrained, or they're just petrified of, of, the, of the market more broadly. Um, why, why, are they any, why are they wrong and why are you right in that scenario? For us, it's the right decision because we can see that uh, you know, every six months that we're delayed on our critical path is worth $50 million of NPV, roughly. That's on the PEA. Now, based on this upgraded resource, every six month of delay might be closer to $75 million. For us to commit to spend in the order of $3 million, bear in mind that's not including our overheads and all of the costs of just sitting still. It's not free to do nothing. Uh, spending $3 million to, to add $75 million of value when we're ready to start seems like a good uh, investment to me, and that's the reason why we're approaching it. However, you know, other groups have different balance sheets, different shareholders, different shareholder registers, different um, indications of support for their company and maybe are not as confident in their ability to continue to protect their balance sheet. I fully respect that. You've got to, got to call it how you see it with respect to protecting your balance sheet and dilution. Hayden, congrats. Well done on the um, announcement. Um, we will stay in touch and see how you get on. Thanks, mate.